0: I knew a dog named Maggie Used to follow me around my hometown She looked like a wolf she like a hyena She cast no shadow on the ground All the stray dogs in my neighborhood Barked and howled as I passed by But Maggie never showed me her teeth She never left my side Maggie the mud is frightening someone. Those that do not know nothing but a reflection of my soul.
1: They say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. That may or may not be true, but you can fuel them with joy when you feed them joy maintenance plus. Formulated for the nutrition needs of older and obese dogs with top shelf, 100% American ingredients. Our Maintenance Plus is formulated with omega-3 and 6 fatty acids, glucosamine, chondroitin, zinc, and vitamin E to give your dog a shinier coat, healthier joints, and a stronger immune system. Fuel your dog with confidence when you are fueling them with joy, knowing that we have never had a single recall call 800-245-4125 or visit joydogfood.com to find a dealer near you.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fueled by Joy Working Dog Podcast and today I am lucky enough to be joined by uh the actually we're the you're the second dog on the podcast, but the third dog to be picked for the Super Hunt Scott, you you and Echo. So I'm joined by Scott Engel. Uh, we're going to talk Coon Dogs for a little bit and and just see where this conversation takes us but how you doing buddy
1: i am good very good
2: good what are you good? i
1: uh i want to kind of start off with applauding you guys joy and you josh wade everybody uh for this hunt this is uh this is gonna be a good deal it's gonna be fun
2: yeah i think so too i think we got three really good guys and three really good dogs and i think we were lucky in that uh you know, and how how we came about them and the dogs that won and stuff, I think were good choices. You know, I think it's, it's going to be a good time all the way around. Yep. So, how bad are you going to beat those other two? <laughs> I
1: don't know about that. I, I, don't know I was about thinking that.
2: about that earlier. We need to get some guys that aren't liked very well and that talk some smack and stuff, and maybe we can build this up a little better. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, I'd say there's plenty of guys other than us three you could get to do that. Yeah, well, m- maybe if we could ever
2: get Finley to win a cast, we'd have something entertaining. <laughs>
1: That's right.
2: So, Scott, let's talk about uh, one thing I do want to do is I want to get you this. This We've talked before, I think, when you won the $100,000 hunt. You know, we got some short stuff with that. And, you know, we. but I want to get, you know, a full-blown sit down either houndsman xp on the truth or or with uh, the joy podcast of just sitting down and talking dogs and history but i want to outline real quick you know scott you've been doing this a long time i mean it ain't like you're just uh you know a rookie or anything so how did you get started uh in this sport
1: well when i uh man that's 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 rewinding uh that's rewinding many years uh when i was probably eight nine years old I, uh, my grandpa coon hunted and, uh, and they was a couple, you know, he always went to the local coon club, you know, yep. and, uh, C- Calvin Hayes and Ed Bates was kind of the big smokes around our house there. They, yep. uh, they had hard, a dog, an English dog called hard time spec, um, which was just like the top, top, top level English dog at that time. You know, they bred him a bunch, they won a bunch and. And, uh, so I just always enjoyed that. I loved, uh, I went hunting with, uh, Eli Broughton. He trained a lot of dogs for those guys. Right. So English dogs is what I was kind of bred up on. Um, and, uh, from there, I just, I tagged along and tagged along and got my own dog. Dad did. Um, that's kind of how we got our start. Went through the PKC youth, uh, program. Yeah. You know, uh, that was good. Yeah, and I got, I I got to... one the national national leader maybe in ninety eight. Yeah um but I never won a cast at the at the PKC youth world.
2: Well I got to see uh we were out there and Chip Senior brought a bunch of old pictures and there was a couple yeah. of pictures of you where you'd competed and uh <laughs> you know, you were shaking Chip's hand and got your coat, you know, for me and that's when you know, it ain't like today where there was you know 300 dogs there over the weekend you know it was it was a smaller event back then and everybody got a coat and a hat and everybody got to shake shake chip jr's or chip senior's hand and everything and so we had all them old pictures out there it was pretty neat looking through some of them and seeing some of the guys that competed in that program that are still competing today you know the trey parents and the owen shelby's your shelby's yourself uh brandon Kosselman, guys like that were all featured in some of them pictures rusty jones of course i thought that was pretty cool
1: yeah yeah, absolutely. I bet it's very neat. Uh, and you can go back even further from me. Uh, heck, I think Scott Bates, Mike Creasy, and that bunch, um, Avery Bell. Yep. I think all you know, them guys even competed uh, uh, Mike, you know, in the joint.
2: Yeah, Mike Creasy was the first PKC Youth World Champion. There you go. Yep. Yeah. I,
1: I was. I, I thought that was in my head.
2: Yeah. But uh, when did you start uh, – because there's not very many guys that also breed – uh raise pups uh have stud dogs still compete at this level and stuff like that i mean there's a few uh there's cable and finley and you and kurt and there's there's others too you know but most of them you know and you know just as well as i do and it's no knock against any of them uh they're guys like me somebody else is paying their entry and they're sending them their dog and and they're going to handle these hunts just like i do for finley or whatever you know so uh yours is kind of a different case uh, you, you are normally hunting mojo dogs and you know, those come about, but let's kind of start right there. Uh, tell me about, you know, your breeding program and, and when that really kicked off and, and the success
1: that it's had. You know, it probably, the first time we ever bred many dogs, uh, was when I hunted for Beller, you know, he had Saigon yep. and Psycho and, uh. And I kept them around, and I enjoyed that a little bit. And and Russell, I guess I was brought up kind of well with Russell. Uh, he would always they would pretty much have to be a beller bred, beller bred dog for him to hunt them. Yeah, not pretty much. They, they just would be. Now he he was uh very very adamant of that. But uh, I bred Psycho and Saigon there a little bit for him, and then uh, and then rolled around. You know, we had, uh, Gunsmoke and Stranger with Leon and Big D back for Beller again. And, yeah. and uh, anyway, um, and then I always knew, you know, I wanted, to, I, I wanted to have my own hard time spec line, let's say, yeah. um, like, Ed and Calvin did. And, uh, Mojo was kind of where we settled on. Uh, I, th- I thought he would probably be the very best, uh, that I could, that I could start that, that gene on
2: what was what was mojo like i mean because i i never got to hunt with him uh he's obviously one of the greatest reproducers of all time uh you're still hunting stuff out of him you know you're multiple generations out of him uh what was he like in the woods you know just as a pup how did you come about him uh, was that a dog that you raised uh, was it one you bought later in life uh, just tell me about mojo for a little bit
1: so i had uh i had big d Um, that Russell and I were partners on and I told Russell, you know, he had hip dysplasia. I told Russell, I said, um, um, we had won quite a, quite a bit with big D. Um, we bred a few females to him. They was okay. The pups was, um, I told Russell I was done hunting him. He had hip dysplasia. His hips were square. And, uh, I said, Hey, there's this young dog over here that, that I've been hearing about. He was, uh, maybe 11, 12 months old. Um, named mojo and uh of course russell wanted to know what he was out of and i told him and of course he wasn't out of beller stuff so he was done yeah. um yeah <laughs> but anyway uh robert Raxter raised him trained him put all the time into him really when i got him um i bought i bought half of him from roger uh robert and uh he was good when i got him i didn't do nothing to him he was uh he was just, he had, and that year, he was a year old and he had, he had won the, the perina and, uh, the Perina points into the UKC Walker race, you know, and he yeah. won the UKC triple crown, um, hadn't been in, you know, uh, he, he won, Robert won the super stakes with him. Um, or maybe that was about the time I was getting him. He won the super, still, so he won the super stakes with him, but, uh, that's how Mojo come about. And from from there you know jc bought half of him bought robert's half out um jc had been out of the game for a while and for some reason it uh, it caught his eye and and he came over and asked me about him and so he had he bought robert's half and from there it was just it was game on you know what, he was uh what was he, he was like in,
2: yeah i say what was he like in the woods uh was he like a lot the way his pups are you know because you know when i think of mojo dogs they're usually no offense scott but they bark too much to suit me most of them but uh they are quick and they are accurate and they are talented track dogs and to be honest they're winners you know and so you know what was mojo like was he like what his pups you know are known to be or was he a little different
1: um he didn't he wasn't like an automatic track dog um but mojo would tell you how
2: Joy's Super Meal 3020 is one of my favorite formulas. Uh, It has added pumpkin meal for sensitive stomachs and increased available calcium, added magnesium for quick muscle repair, 510 kcals per cup. Yes, 510. Uh, Omega 3 and 6 fatty acids for healthy skin and coat, added glucosamine and chondroitin for joint health. All proteins are 97% digestible. I think that's pretty dang good. And it is formulated with 100% American ingredients. It's great for females getting ready to have puppies. It's even great for puppies. Uh, I recommend it for those super hard hunted dogs that are getting really pounded, especially during the winter. Uh, it's what I feed when I'm hunting through the colder months and I love it. So. Uh, if you want Fueled by Joy, if you want Joy Super Meal 3020, go to joydogfood.com or give us a call,
1: 1-800-245-4125. The, track was, the more he barked, the hotter the track was. Uh, the less he barked, you knew everything was going on with him. Um, he would get he would get deep, but Mojo didn't have to. Like, he was never out of the game. You He could be like 100 yards from you. And he just had the ability to tree a coon. The rest of them didn't, didn't know was there. Yeah. Um, the year I won the super stakes, I can remember he had, it was like late round on whatever night it was. I forget, but it was a late round and it was just seconds left in the hunt. And Mojo had come by us and we had been in here hunting and, you know, wasn't much going on. And he just went out there maybe a hundred yards and just fell tree yeah and nobody ever dreamed of him having a coon we went in there and heck there was a coon up in the first fork balled up you know and and he had that ability he had raw coon dog ability did he bark a lot sometimes yeah the hotter the track the more he would bark there's tracks he wouldn't open at all on right on a recut in the timber where coons are sitting up um he could be like rodeo you know rodeo sometimes won't open on that kind yeah um he was a funny dog but way smart Um, just a very, very talented, uh, he, he, him and rodeo were closer, um, to being alike than let's say Mason, you know, Mason, most of the time had to have a track.
2: Yeah. And you know, some of the mojo dogs I've hunted with, I think a tap, you know, there's a really good coon dog and he didn't, the two times I drew him, he didn't say much on the ground. You know, he was kind of a low-end strike dog, good about having his coons, good about being alone, and he moved around real good and all that stuff, you know, so I didn't know whether Mojo was the type, you know, that was threw those traits onto his pups or if that was something that, you know, he was a, because you've seen it just like I have. There's reproducers that reproduce well, but don't reproduce themselves. You know, maybe their, yep, do- that's may- that's maybe cool. their dogs are just as good and just as easy to win with and all that stuff but they got a different style so i was just kind of curious about mojo in that aspect
1: tap was out of the uh, very first litter really off of mojo yeah yeah very maybe the second maybe the second litter um I, i had tap and and mason there mark rubel had them both mark rubel good very close friend of mine bought them both as young dogs and uh and then i bought tap from him first um and then I bought Mason from him, but both right. those two dogs were just, ah, uh, Mojo just threw good dogs.
2: Yeah. I mean, that, yeah.
1: <laughs> they was just good. Yeah. And he might not like them all, but, uh, they were usable. And that's why sometimes, uh, we get caught up Like he didn't just maybe throw the, the freak freak all the time, but. He threw a majority of them that, that somebody could use, right. um, that would run in tree coons and, and whether they did this or that, that somebody didn't like what, um, but they, they was amped up a little higher, yeah. um, than what we was used to, which caused them to bark more, um, yeah. and no different with the rodeos, you know, we've turned that up even more and, and those things are wired, you know, they're wired. They're not for a pleasure hunter that, uh, might just hunt a couple nights a. A month, you
2: know. Yeah, no, and most of these dogs that are competing and winning at a high level aren't like that. You know, when you think of the Venuses and the Spice Girls and the rodeos and the all the others that even we hunt with and stuff, they're not. You know, you can make them a joy to hunt, but that kind of takes a little bit out of them. Uh, but most of them and the good reproducers that are winning at a high level, them dogs are they're pretty high strung when you
1: cut them loose. Yeah, Mojo never did. Now Mason loved the pleasure hunt uh rodeo and mojo they could give one hoot less about going coon hunting by themselves yeah they would tree a coon and they would go through the motions and and they would sometimes aggravate you but it wasn't like it was uh i never i never the very best i seen any of those dogs look was in cast yeah and And that's 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 not normal for a dog normally they look better when a guy pleasure hunts and then when he goes to the hunt they uh they kind of fall off, let's say, or they right? that wasn't the case with them i'm I've never seen mojo Mason or rodeo ever look better than I did in casts,
2: yeah, and see my the dogs I breed and raise and train tend to be the exact opposite, you know they're good in cash for a, for a while, you know you get a good year out of them, but on the on the skipper stuff, you know they want to be turned loose by themselves to just go tree coons, you know con duds. Uh, Son, all I'm five generations off Skipper now, and it's it's the same thing. You'll get them real hot for a year, you know, when they really want to compete. But as the as the time goes on, it seems like they would much rather be turners by themselves, and they don't have that competitive edge that we're trying to get in there. Now you, we'll get it. You know, it takes time and stuff, but it seems like you know a lot of the a lot of the dogs that we see in competition today they a lot of them like you take ruby for instance you know she don't get pleasure hunted very often you know she oh, does that right yeah okay. i mean that, there's a dog that just doesn't of course she's older now she don't need it you know but that's a dog that looks better when you turn her loose in a cast just like some of your stuff and then i mean it's not uncommon
1: yeah yep, that's uh yeah that was that's Well, i, Irene, I on should
2: say point. it's not uncommon amongst big winners it is uncommon you know, most of the dogs are the, like you said earlier, are the opposite.
1: Yep, that's right. Yeah. You
2: know, but let's talk, let's talk rodeo for just a second. Uh, I've drawn rodeo once. I liked him. Dog moves around good. Dog's pretty good about having his coons, you know, and you guys have done a lot with rodeo. And now it seems like he's starting to do his part in the stud pen. You know, there's some dogs showing up at big events. I think a Dale Kinder's dog. And I think a Dale has one out of rodeo, right? Isn't that dog out of rodeo?
1: He did. Yeah. But, uh Shable... Roger Schable and Billy Bell bought her. Oh, very they good, did, yeah. Very good female. Yeah. Yeah, very good female. I hunted with her there about two weeks ago. Uh, she beat me down at Mark Hall's Invitational I got on you. Thursday. Yeah, Very, very.
2: So, I mean, rodeo, rodeo showing up, not only in the stud pen. He's already showed up in the woods. He's a world champion. He's done won a lot of hunts and stuff so tell me about rodeo how'd you get him how'd you get a hold of him and we're going to talk about him for a little bit before we get to echo because i'm just trying to pick your brain about some stuff that because we don't we don't get to see just like you know me and zach McBee talked uh we don't get to see a lot of mojo dogs out here you know you guys aren't seeing a lot of traders skipper stuff out there you know it's so it's kind of neat to pick your brain for someone that's that's living in a different area that's, you know
1: that's that's very true yeah. i've uh that's what I I I I, I believe I had even had that conversation with Zach. Like I don't get anybody comes from out there to breed. Yeah, you know they're, I mean I get them from West Virginia, Virginia um, uh, over east, but now when you go out west, I don't get anybody. Yeah, <laughs> you know they don't come, they hardly don't, really don't come. But uh, rodeo, he was uh, the fellow that 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 raised the litter, Tim Stevens, Brent Stevens. Um, they live about five miles from me. um, pretty big UKC hunters. Brent has uh, dipped into PKC some. They keep a good line of dogs. Um, He had actually, uh, a kid that played on the high school basketball team here had bought him as a puppy and uh, Joe Michaels and uh, raised him up and then sold him. He went through several hands. Um, He went through several hands and done okay, but but nothing great, but uh, I, the time I realized he was pretty good, uh, I had talked to Randy Steadman, and, and Randy told me, since Scott, that dog's pretty good. I've yeah. been watching him for a while, you know, and I talked to Chad Blackwell, who was hunting him in the super Superstakes, and he won, like, every first round and lost every late. And yeah, I've been <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he lost, like, every single night late. He'd come into the motel, and he'd have a story for me, you yeah. know, and I thought, gosh, man. That would, that's bad. You know, at some point you think you're going to get in, but anyway, um, Chad and John Robertson had sold him, had priced him to Randy and I, we bought him. We'd never hunted with him. Randy got him. He kept him, uh, till I went down there. Let's say he kept him three or four days. And then I go down to Randy's. I'll never forget it. The first night we kept him, he treated like 13. Yeah. And I told Randy, I said, Hey, this joker done this. He'll do it again. Yep. He's going to be good. <laughs> no. And, uh, it was off to the races with him. Like I didn't, uh, again, not a lot of, uh, not a lot of training or, or, uh, anything. These, this line of dogs, I mean, you're not gonna, you're not gonna have to whip or beat or shock, yeah. um, on them. They're, they're kind of what they are, you know, and you just got to kind of hunt them hunt them around with how you want it to be. Yeah.
2: Find out what they are and then pick the one you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, Did I mean, he, uh, that's credit to good genetics is what that is.
1: He had that good mouth. He, uh, the very first night, 13, um, he treated them all different kinds and styles. And and uh, I thought, holy cow. Yeah. I can't believe this, you know? Like, I don't know what, because he had went through, let's say, five, six guys' hands
2: really seven i did not know i mean that. he's
1: got a there's a whole laundry list of uh names on his papers you know <laughs> i'd love to really? go go through them all james ashley um all the fellas over there at north carolina um oh i can't think of his name but anyway he'd had he'd had several owners yeah and uh i don't know I, I i thought to myself i i don't know but uh <laughs> he uh he was, a he was, he was, he was a blessing for us and still is. Um, that dog is, uh, a, a one of a kind. I would love to be able to hunt him today. He's healthy as all get out today. And I don't know, he's five or six, I suppose. And yeah. heck, he looks like he's about three. Yeah. He feels like he's about three, but, uh, I don't guess I'll ever, I don't guess I'll ever hunt him anymore. How come? Well, just worry, you know. I don't want to get him run over or something, yeah. Uh, yeah, hard basically, or, uh, or, you know, something yeah. free capping in the woods. I kind of got him ready to hunt the PKC World Hunt this year. I didn't kind of get him ready. I got him ready. Yeah. And then come Super Stakes time here, we, uh, the first night, you know, we got, like, all three off of him in and five or six out of the 12 in the final What's 12, a- so...
2: What's it like to have like twenty seven good dogs to choose from, so you don't have to hunt the former world champion? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it, it kind of sucks. It ain't just the, it ain't just like the funnest. Uh, it ain't just like the funnest thing in the world. Because if I if I got to choose one to hunt that that, that I like and I want to call my my favorite, it would be him. Yeah, I mean that, that's uh, he was just so easy, easy you know, easy dog to handle.
2: Well, let's talk about Echo and the epic run that he went on last year because that's a dog that won the $100,000 Pro Sport hunt. He won the $100,000 PKC hunt, and it seemed like he won pretty much everything else in between. Uh, You guys got real hot, and you guys hit it big, and you hit a good lick. And whenever it came time to – because with Pro Sport – Uh, they're a new organization and you guys are doing a fantastic job. And of course we've won a truck, so I I got no complaints, but, uh, you know, the hunts are all ran well. It seems like everybody's enjoying it. Uh, I like the way you guys are doing things and it was kind of up to me to pick a dog because the world hunt wasn't going to be soon enough, you know, so it was kind of up to me to pick a dog and I wanted to go with, uh with you and because frankly that dog was so hot and so good and i know how difficult those hunts are to win uh so tell me about him tell me about those hunts and and the run that you guys made and what makes him you know just kind of a cut above the rest in these last few last few months
1: yep echo uh he uh i knew when doug jackson had him that, that if he could eat doug's food he would be good for me Right. Um, Doug likes the same style of dog, uh, that I do. And, uh, he hunts a lot, uh, very much a lot like I do, you know, his, his woods and the way he hunts and, and everything is uh similar. So, I mean, I've Doug and junior kind of cut the mold for us around here. Really? Yep. they was, they was the big smokes that, uh, that was really the icons, you know, that that guy come from this area. He's about an hour and a half North of me, but yep. I knew it was going to be a bit, um, we was we was going to breed rodeo. I knew we was going to have a year, um, space between them pups being old enough to hunt and, uh, you know, old enough to find out what they're doing. That ain't just old enough to hunt. hunt. That means you got a year. So, um, I liked echo. I'd hunted with him a half a dozen times. I thought he was very good. Um, we get him bought and, uh, I knew we also needed to breed a little size and, uh, into the mojo stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I wanted to kind of come out with a, on, 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 let's say a handful of our females, like probate or center, or some of them, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so anyway, we landed on echo, we bought him and, uh, that dude has been, he's been a, he's been a troubadour, a commander ever since. Like he's, he's just a good dog. I mean, that's the way I could best describe him. He's, uh, He's a low end strike dog, don't really bark on the ground much. Totally opposite from rodeo. Yeah. Um it was it was two total different schemes of the of the game, you know. Um but he he is fast and uh he has them coons. Nothing fancy. Just good. Yeah. Just just rock solid, steady. By golly, he's uh he's just he's gonna he's gonna tree you every five or six minutes really yeah well
2: i mean because you won the hundred thousand dollar hunt in pkc in mississippi uh you won where was the pro sport hundred thousand dollar hunt you have to remind me was it in claremont
1: shelburne
2: shelburne indiana Indiana. okay
1: um just south of Terre Haute, there yeah where the super stakes
2: right right and what about what else has he won because i mean there's 200 grand right here right there what else has echo won
1: so, we win the, the Integrity Series at uh, Claremont, Illinois. Yeah. Um, that was kind of where we was reserve AKC World Champion. Yeah. Uh, we started off with AKC World Hunt. Um, started off there, we was reserve AKC World Champion, and then went to the Integrity. Um, that was at Claremont, you know, and that was a $20,000 gig. And, yeah. And then we went to uh, Waterboro, South Carolina to the uh, uh pro sport truck hunt yeah and uh we win that we win that blue uh blue ford ranger with him yeah um and then the the hundred thousand pkc hunt. oh i took him to texas we got in a night and uh didn't things just didn't go right the next two nights but yeah. anyway we had uh you know we, we, we had several invitationals in between in between that we got in um so what? What's and then, his?
2: What's his earnings from the time you bought him until right now?
1: You know, I uh, Maynard had a bet with a guy when we bought him that we, what we would win with him. So, so Greg kind of kept track of him, but uh, <laughs> it, it, it's over three hundred. It's over three hundred thousand. And
2: you've since, had him uh, we've, what we've just a, li- a year. Yeah, a little over a year.
1: A little over a year. Yeah. So that's. Uh, I mean, that's a pretty of, good year. Fun. That's a. That's a. That's a record. That's a record year. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely a record <laughs> year. I, I think that's a record year. Yeah, for us, uh, for sure. Anyway, but uh, he's just—he's just pretty darn good. Uh, and I can't name all the guys behind him that—that that had uh, training in him. I know he come. John Robertson had him too. Yeah. Um, and Steve Nix, that—that's the same two guys that had rodeo. Yeah. So it, it was kind of funny. Um, and Dal Phillips had him. Um, you know, he's, he's like house broke. He's, he's a funny dog, but, uh, he darn sure, uh, he darn sure has worked, you know, worked well for us.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't win $300,000 in a career and not be super talented, let alone in one year. <laughs> so I I don't yeah, think, yeah. I don't think anybody doubts Echo's talent right now.
1: Yeah. Echo's, uh, I knew when Doug had him, he was good. Clayton, well, you know, I, I won the Super Stakes with his daddy. Yep. Um, Clayton back 18 years ago. And, yeah, I describe him a lot like Clayton, just a lot faster. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, of course, when you're faster, you're going to make more happen, you know. Yep. Exactly. Um, so he trees trees more coons, obviously. But yep. uh, that line of dogs, uh, that line of dogs are very good. You know, Barry's done done a fine job with that line, and, and I've always liked them. Um, we just didn't see many up here.
2: Yeah yeah so, for the ones
1: we have had or i've had they've been good
2: yeah that's kind of that regional thing we were talking about you know you the wipeout dogs are are one of the most prevalent strains in the walker breed but you know up until Croson brought suds up into this part of the world we didn't have any either you know it was all mm-hmm. na- nailer and Trackman stuff which is that's that's right here and that's That's the strange thing about the walker breed is that, you know, I always tell somebody there's always a really good reproducer right by your house. I mean, you look at just right here, you know, I've got Hunter right down the road or I've got anything that Jess has or or Kurt has or Jed has or something, you know. So, you know, a lot of times there ain't a big reason to go from Missouri to Ohio. And you guys got fantastic dogs out there between you and Cable and all the great hunters out there that have stud dogs. You know, it's hard to get you know it's hard to drive 12 hours whenever there's great dogs right there in your backyard
1: was that was you close to the the frankie dog
2: yeah close yeah, to yeah. frankie frankie was 45 minutes away from me you know ronnie hamlin and, yeah. and ryan Houghton yeah. had him and we drew him at every pro hunt and we hunted with him and there were dogs out of him you know around of course ryan hunted hope for a long time out of frankie and you know, it's just you know, those dogs were there were they were just good dogs here, just like there is right there, you know, at your place.
1: I I thought uh I hunted with several dogs off of him that I thought that dog was uh like it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have scared me to, to drive out to breed a female to him. I mean it it was uh that was a that was a good reproducing dog. And I didn't even know how close he was to you or even but I hunted with a couple off of him. I thought, man, that yep. dog I knew he was in Missouri. Yep. That dog was good.
2: Yeah, he's right over there. Uh, in Lewistown is where, uh, Ronnie Hamlin's actually a joy dealer. And I just spoke on the phone with Ronnie just the other day, of course, Ryan, he don't hunt anymore. He's busy chasing them deer and, and doing his kid stuff and all that stuff, just like a lot of us get busy. But you know, they, they had Frankie and they campaigned him around and they bred a lot of females to him. And, you know, we just had just like, just like your place, there's good dogs in your backyard with a, with the strain, you know, but it's like I said, sometimes it's different you know it's a different style of dog it's a different breed of dog and we do need to mix and match them up i think a little more just like zach does or anybody else you know but it's it's uh it's hard to go to ohio when there's good dogs in your backyard
1: (laughs) and just like it's
2: hard to come to missouri when you're 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 toting a couple super stakes champion and world champion and a dog that's won 300 grand in a year
1: (laughs) (laughs) it would be hard if i lived around you it'd be hard for me just to leave kurt
2: oh yeah yeah i tell you what <laughs> we're gonna try to get him on another podcast for houndsman xp but he is a thank thankfully he's one of a kind thankfully
1: he is absolutely that yeah. uh and i loved uh i loved his i listened to him on one podcast uh there's just no better entertainer that dude is uh very good no, very good very, very funny i really liked his uh, bad company dog and and i uh and this dog he's got now is very good.
2: Yeah, Whitey's a good dog, and I loved Badco. Mm-hmm. I I told Kurt Badco was the best dog he ever turned loose up until Whitey. I, I do. I still believe mm-hmm.
1: that.
2: Yep. But uh, Scott, I appreciate you sitting down with me. Uh, we're gonna sit down and we're gonna do do another good hour. You know, when I like to do these face to face, I know it's hard for me and you as far apart as we are. Uh, but I like to do these over a drink and at someone's kitchen table and, you know, really sit down and, and do a long hour. But we just want to thank you for accepting the invitation to the to the super hunt. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic time. I know we have three fantastic competitors and three really good dogs. And we're, we're really looking forward to Echo Go down there in Texas.
1: You bet. That's going to be fun. I can't wait. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Where's the Where's it at?
2: It's going to be in East Texas, not too far from where the Lone Star 5000 is being held.
1: Gotcha. Very yep. good. Very and you good. Know, Texas, I, and when we say February?
2: Yep, mid-February. Cool. I believe I believe the date, and we're still we're going to be within a week of, I think, the 17th of February.
1: I know it's cold at your place in February. It's cold at my place. Maybe yep. it'll be warmer in Texas. It's
2: usually, I know we went down there, because it'll be about the same time that we held that first uh, shootout, the Lone Star shootout. And when mm-hmm. we, when we went down there, it was 74 degrees one night at dark. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yes, got, I'm coming. I'll, yeah, that's I'll, what I'll I figured. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> we're all, we're all north of Texas that, that's in this hunt. And I, I think everybody's <laughs> looking forward to getting out of the frozen tundra to get down there in February.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I appreciate it, Josh. I sure thank you guys. And I applaud you for, for what Joy's doing, Wade's doing, and, uh, and you're doing
2: we appreciate it scott we're happy to do it and like i said i really appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me and like i said i, I look forward to seeing you in february all righty all right thanks scott you have a good one
1: you too bye-bye all
2: right this is josh michaelis with the fueled by joy podcast we appreciate you listening and we will see you next week
0: She'll never die of starvation Although she'll never eat Maggie the mud full of bravery and guts And always at my feet Years longer than I. Maggie the Mud, so is down in a rut. Looking for some bone that she buried. Maggie the Mud, don't get scars, only cuts. She loves me and will not share me.